Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's like it's the, 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 first, the first guy to ever be like, science has gone too far is somebody who made a brick house. It's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Hi, the world's number one fake history podcast and the world's number 554th real world, real history podcast. Uh, <laughs> Are we? I'm, I'm going to say we're somewhere around there. Probably. I, I submitted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I submitted a couple episodes that I did on real life for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and this one's this one's, I mean, uh, realer life, I suppose. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, Chinese mythology. Uh, I'm not going to call it Chinese mythology 101 because that's too generous. I'm going to call it like grade nine Chinese mythology. Maybe <laughs> I'll give us. Okay. I, I think we're high school at least, right? We're past middle school in our in our caliber, probably. Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, we we've done enough episodes to get us through like a high school degree, but I just don't know where we started. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get into that, I wanted to give a, a shout out to our patrons. Uh, new patron, Commodore Turtle. Uh, hi, welcome. Finally, honestly. Jeez, Louise. Uh, <laughs> it took you long enough. My God. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, welcome uh, to the crew. Hope you're enjoying your perks. Uh, is, and is there anyone else, Peter? I forget anyone. Yeah, someone um, up there sub today. Uh, Ed Gein's belt. Thank you very much from going oh. uh, from three to nine. So paying for democracy yeah. there. Still, <laughs> still, still a bad name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it's in reference to something we said. I think I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's a real crime scene. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's real, real crime scene evidence. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks so much. If you want to become a patron, Patreon.com/slash The Lore Boys. And sorry we missed you last week. We were in a bit of a time crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. So to start us off. Uh, what do you guys know about Chinese mythology? Uh, I know uh, the, the the skinny dragons. Uh, the skinny dragons that can sure. fly around. They don't have wings, right? They're, sure. they're yeah. many. God, they have many gods too. Yeah, like not sure. just the one god. It's it's even to the point where like the definition of uh, god is like dra- can be drastically different in in a lot of senses, right? Um, more akin to like the kami from Japanese mythology, who I think we've talked about a little bit before, uh, who are more like some of them can just be like spirits. Um, we're going to talk about some like god emperors, essentially, and the entire basis of uh, early Chinese civilization uh, was based on the, the, the idea of a theocracy, which is, you know, um, the people ruling are divine. Like, why, why else would they be in power? Right. Uh, so like kind of god emperors and things like that not to bring it back to 40k like i always do but the idea of a <laughs> yeah, god emperor yeah. is it is a uh 
is originally from Chinese mythology, more much more than than 40k. We're going to talk so about God a lot Emperor of, uh, in 40k. Is he Chinese? Yeah, He's exactly. He is, <laughs> Turkish. Yeah, Turkish. Forty thousand um, years later, you could be Chinese. You could be just about anything. It'd probably be unrecognized. Doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, if, if forty thousand years from now we're all going to intermarry, we'll all be Chinese. Don't worry. About yeah, <laughs> that's the we'll all be God emperors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess at the top. Apologies for my pronunciation on some of these things. It's going to be very anglicized. I might, I might give it a go <laughs> once or a twice. A lot of GXIs in there is what I'm yeah, assuming. <laughs> there's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff that I, I looked up some pronunciations, and then I was like, damn. Even with the pronunciation that they're, they're reading to me, I still can't pronounce that the way that they do. It's, it's <laughs> just a, it's like, it's almost like it's a foreign language to me. Um, uh, also, I guess on, on the top. Uh, We'll be a little irreverent with with all this, as we so often are, uh, but only, you know, only respect for people's beliefs and all all that stuff. And then, you know, we're going to goof on them a little bit, probably, because uh, we're talking about a little little headless goblin uh, towards the end of this episode. But <laughs> we got to got to go through right. to, get that, to get there. Right? Now, now, let me guess ahead of time. Are we talking about John Cena? <laughs> da, 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 da. Because, you know, he makes a lot of trips to china he's a big supporter of china you've seen his big chilling uh yeah. clip where he's talking about ice cream of course you have um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so are is john cena a god in 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 china uh i can i can only i can only guess i suppose we're we're gonna get to about 200 bc uh okay, in okay. the timeline so uh, the rock god, was around but yeah exactly the, yeah the rock was around john cena was, hadn't been seen yet yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, it's probably so much more of like some sort of folkloric monster you might see in like the nepalese mountains right or you might uh, not see in the nepalese mountains huh? right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah so i mean get your drinks ready there's going to be a lot of uh take a drinks probably in this episode uh and i'll i'll start us off with uh in the beginning the universe was in a state of chaos Void of order and structure. Ooh, damn! Hitting the void right off the bat. They weren't <laughs> yeah, coming <right>. in hot, <laughs> right? <laughs> Until China fucking whipped the universe into shape, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I think what, what was interesting about like reading up on uh, a lot of this this stuff today was like we talk about it all the time. Like everything is derivative, but seeing like how one to one so much stuff is uh, is is pretty always pretty interesting to to see. brings a brings a smirk to my face. If and China not also being one of maybe the maybe not the oldest because there's like the fertile crescent is just closer to africa china is one of the oldest cultures on the planet yeah yeah so um again we'll we'll get up to about like or will we get i'm trying to remember how how far up maybe we don't even get to two, 200 bc maybe we get Does more the like goblin BC. jesus yeah for sure he predates jesus that's that's wow. for sure um but yeah i mean it it is quite old no matter what you think uh uh, you know, and oldest, not oldest, I, I couldn't say. Uh, I haven't read about them all. Um, so according to Chinese mythology, in this kind of uh, primordial void, uh, there emerged two divine siblings. Once again, you could probably take a drink. We have. Oh, Fu- wait, I know them. Okay, uh, go it's going to be Yang and Yang. Pretty close, honestly. Uh, they're they're okay. essentially the they're they're like the gods or embodiments of the yin and the yang. Okay. Uh, they're Fushi and Yua, uh, who played pivotal roles in bringing harmony to the primordial world. So the descriptions of the primordial world in Chinese mythology, as found in texts like Classics of Mountains and Seas, also known as the Shanghai Jing, and the 
Huain Nanxi uh, is those are like the two primary sources for a lot of Chinese myth and like will be the primary sources for this episode, like people's translations of those works. Okay. Um, I, I was just thinking about this last, uh, we have this game where we have the people in the, our pro, uh, lore boys prime uh, guest loser titles. Mm-hmm. And last week I threw a curveball by going on Ethan's week and also doing a 40 K uh, yeah. episode. Yeah. Now Ethan follows up with like a real world history one. Yeah. They're going to be losing their minds. They're not going to know I, what the hell they've got. I had the thought too. I was like, yeah. it's, it's a blessing that it came out on a Tuesday. Cause they only have to lose their minds for like what? 12 hours. The actual thought I was like, man, if it had actually come out, like the loser titles had actually come out on Monday, I might've had to just step in and be like, guys, don't even try and guess you're never going to get it. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's although, nine, less than nine hours, actually. Although, to be fair, I posted a picture of, of Jin Chang, the Headless Goblin, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, in the Lore Request channel and said, Lore on this guy win. So somebody could get it. They um, could, yeah. That's fair enough. I, I am going to be one of these prim- primordial Chinese gods and bring balance to the Lore Boys universe next week. I will be doing something predictable. <laughs> sort of. Um, games Jamie's mom rented from Blockbuster by Pete, dude. I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm still into it. Uh, so like if you do Banjo Kazooie, could you imagine? Um, so <laughs> the the primordial world is is often described as having you know these mythical landscapes, divine beings walking all over the place, and kind of just like raw cosmic forces. Is it Banjo and Kazooie like with an X in there? Are those the Chinese gods? <laughs> yeah, Banjo Kazooie. While there might not be a singular detailed uh, account of what this primordial world looked like. Um, some generalized descriptors you can have is uh, state of chaos, formlessness, devoid of structured order that defines the world we know, time before the establishment of the cosmic order and the emergence of distinct forms and entities. Uh, elemental forces such as water, fire, earth, and air are often integral to the descriptions. Um, they're usually in their raw, undifferentiated states, embodying the foundational elements from which the world is shaped. Cool. Bunch of elements spinning all up with all, all all matter it's just a big old primordial soup at the moment exactly yeah. exactly a couple this a couple divine a... beings walking around those are the same four uh magic schools in wolong fallen dynasty which is the sekiro like based on chinese mythology there's only the okay. four magic schools and there's like fire affinity earth wind and water affinities that you okay. can spe- spec into for like healing defense fire and status or whatever right <laughs> healing defense fire and air yeah well fire is just a dp it's just a dps right like the i think the only game Always. i've ever played that's done something interesting with like a fire class the pyromancer in outriders was basically your ice class because the only way to freeze an enemy was to encase them in magma so like the ice mage and the fire like dots mage was the same guy in that oh. one basically which was pretty oh. cool interesting I, okay, you said magma. It made me think of one reel that I... Th- and then it made me think of another reel, which is there's these beds for earthquakes, okay? Yeah. So whenever you're laying on your bed, there's basically like a coffin on inside your... Underneath your mattress. And whenever an earthquake happens, the doors open really quickly and they drop you in there and it closes and you're in a steel box with 10 days of food and water. Um, Ted, wouldn't you how be you worried about 10 days of food and water under your bed? They managed to fit it in a thing that you can't even sit up in. Like you're, yeah. Uh, like, I like my pantry's pretty small. I probably have enough room under my bed to fit my pantry. 
Yeah. yeah. You know? I don't know where you having to go poopers. through like your fucking MREs and your canned rations, yeah. eating them on your back. Like what the yeah. f- like the fucking rescue workers at the FEMA guys are gonna dig you out and you're just gonna be like covered in beans, just like God help I would I would I would never have a good night's sleep because I would constantly feel like that's gonna open up and swallow me and then there's gonna be no like the landline out or whatever is not gonna work and there wasn't an earthquake, so no one's gonna come looking. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just no, gonna suffocate. The, it's <laughs> too scary, man. I the think I was stored a thousand ten days of peas under her mattress. <laughs> yeah, and well, that, that too. Like there, it, I didn't seem like there was a hole on the bottom for whenever yeah. you were doing your your pee and your ten days in the box, right? Like, <laughs> it would be a very slow Titanic situation of a, of your room filling with water. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they make it watertight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like no oxygen either. Yeah. Yeah. Ten days um, of food, three hours of air. We yeah. we're still we we're still hashing it out. Yeah, yeah, it's for those gluttonous Americans. Yeah. <laughs> if you eat McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be the uh the perfect bed for the primordial world. Uh if it was only Earth, the only element that we had to worry about. But unfortunately right. there's fire, water, and air also that we gotta Oof. worry about. Right? How are we gonna get air into there? How are yeah. we gonna get water out? Water how out. Keep, how are we gonna keep fire uh, above, snuggly, not under? Snugly cozied, co- cozied up around it. Keep me warm and toasty, oh. but not too hot. Like that, really, that smiley fire that makes the eggs in that anime. Have you ever seen that? Uh, House Moving Castle. Yeah. Oh baby. That's oh right. Voiced yeah, by yeah. Billy Crystal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great movie. I watched that like three weeks ago. Oh yeah. yeah. I always just see whenever people are talking about like really good eggs or food that looks good in anime. It's yeah. that like smiley little fire and he's cooking up yeah. those smiley little eggs. And, That's oh. a great movie. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Um so the the classic mountain and sea is one of the sources for for all these myths. It describes mythical landscapes and regions within the primordial world. These might include fantastical mountains, rivers, territories inhabited by divine beings, mythical creatures, often carrying symbolic and cosmological significance. So you'll often hear, you know. One story about one being being from this place, which like the earth is tied to, you know, su- some energy or some uh, emotion or personality, you know, whereas fire is tied to another. Um, so usually where anger, yeah. impulsivity. Um, sure. You pro- usually in the same breath, like for every like negative emotion, there's like the same handful of positive emotions, too, uh, right? Where okay. it might also be decisive. like passion. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Water would be um, fluid, flexible, um, uh-huh. form. Uh, fuck. I, I don't know. P. It's the, the P emotion. True. <laughs> Bing chilling. <laughs> Without water, there there is no Bing chilling. Uh, I don't know what Bing Chilling is. You said you've seen it. I, I a, played along for the bit, but I don't know what it. I don't know what that is. I, I'm surprised you dodged. It's that a John one. Cena bit. Yeah. Ba, ba, ba. It's uh. there's like uh, John Cena, and he's eating an ice cream cone, and he's talking uh, in Chinese about like fluent Chinese. Yeah, he's fluent. Mandarin, yeah, yeah uh, Mandarin, and he he has uh, he keeps saying Bing Chilling because that's what ice cream is in in uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And oh. so. He, so he'll say the whole, you can translate the whole thing, but for a while, like probably now six months, eight months, maybe a year or more ago, people would learn the whole phrase in Mandarin and I wouldn't just say it in, in okay. different meme context. It's a copy pasta. Yeah, exactly. It is at this point, yeah. It's a meme, yeah. I got it. Um, so 
we have two beings in this primordial world uh whom i mentioned before fushi and nyua um they're often depicted with uh serpent-like bodies symbolizing their uh close connection to the cosmic forces and natural world so usually the um like dragons are seen as very primordial and very natural uh that's why they have those kind of serpentine bodies jesus so there's there's a picture of Nua for you guys. All the so, pictures are going to be in this style. Very <laughs> ancient, very ancient sketchings. Of all right, these, these I've got a style okay? guide at least going yeah, forward. So when yeah, I get they're to all, they're all going to be in this style. It is a snake person, but like literally a person's head with just a snake's body coming out of where the neck should be. Like it's really, it's very concise. It is just like it's just a, I guess like some lady's head and unaltered and an unaltered snake body. Nothing, no embellishments. No. Yeah. No notes. She doesn't even have a nose piercing. True. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the tree. Looks this, cool I mean, this stuff. one is apparently from like seventy strong. Not even that old, honestly. Uh, you can have more perspective than that, probably. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a drawing <laughs> that that you or I could draw. Whoever's listening, you could you could get pretty close to this thing. What you if what you I mean? said? What if you were like, and then here's the version from 2023, and it's just exactly this picture, but real, like a, a woman's face, AI art. Yes, it still somehow has fucked up hands because it's AI <laughs> art. <laughs> it's like whenever they like Photoshop animals to look like when kids drew them or whatever. Like, oh, haunts! Yeah. I love those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a here's just a different uh, different picture of Nuwa, I suppose. Um, more of a, a female spirit in this one with a little bit more snake. I, I feel yeah. the other one. She's just only a head. This one, she has arms and stuff. Yeah, she got arms. She's holding like a conch shell or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Coming out of a coral reef. So oh, a a ra- I thought she was like. I think she was like. I thought she was wrapped around like flaming rocks or something. She was also kind of on fire. Could but she has. Be. She has arms, but her shoulders are just at her chin. So like her, she's kind of like scrunched up, mm-hmm. like like she's falling, and then she has a burning snake body. I think mm-hmm. at least. Um. So in a divine union, Fushi and Nuwa came together to bring about cosmic order. This union symbolizes the harmonious interaction, Jamie, between the yin and the yang. The dualistic right. principles that govern the balance of the universe in these philosophy. Yeah, They're, it's like when you first pull out, put all the puzzle pieces out, and you're going to do a new puzzle. You got to like organize all the pieces and stuff. Yeah, I just do that for for all the elements in the whole universe, man. Yeah. Yeah, all the fires <laughs> got to go to the top right. We're going to put all yeah, the water yeah. there, earth here. That would take forever. Man. We throw the box away. away when organizing the universe. It's more fun that way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Whenever I finish. Cover. Yeah, when I finish organizing my universe, I frame it and put it on the wall. Yes, <laughs> it's a little tacky to do these days, but yeah. Um, so their partnership, the partnership between these two, represents the marriage of complementary forces, essential for the creation and sustenance of the cosmos. So I have a quote for you guys from the Kuai Nanxi, um, Is as translated by Chinese. Major <laughs> translated by Major et al. If you'd let me finish, <laughs> I was hoping he was just going to do a, a what John Cena. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what was it bing chilling yeah um, I, I brought up the lyrics if you want them oh yeah sure like, yeah, yeah. that would have been good if i had just hit you with those if i had had those lyrics prepared i guess yeah yeah like i'll put them there in case but they're too much for me to challenge i can't <laughs> that that's like chinese most uh, it, oh no it completely is yeah. yeah i don't know it's all greek to me man uh, <laughs> <laughs> so a quote a quote from the Hui Nan. Uh, in ancient times, Gong Gong and Zhu Han Zhu fought, each seeking to become the Thiar. Enraged, they crashed against the Mount Boshu, 
Heaven's pillars broke, the cords of Earth snapped. Heaven tilted in the northwest, and thus the sun and moon, stars and planets, shifted in that direction. Earth Mm. became unfull in the southeast, and thus the watery floods and mounting soils subsided in that direction. So, what we have here is we have two gods, Gong Gong and Zhuan Xu, who uh, fight. Uh, Zhuan Xu specifically was like a human, and again, he's one of these like one of these divine mortals, it seems like to me anyway. Uh, again, this is ninth level Chinese mythology, so don't at me if I'm wrong about that. He <laughs> was definitely a human, more like a like a god emperor or something like that. Ended up ends up fighting with uh, this Chinese water god known as Gong Gong, and I'll send you guys a picture of him. Uh, if it looks like an old classic, it's just let me know. I guess <laughs> it's just another face on a snake. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not enough of these faces on these goddamn snakes. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got horns this time. He's more aggressive looking than the the other one. Yeah. So again. Um, the snake body does seem to represent like a connection to natural forces. Uh, my take on like them looking like the Chinese dragons is that the Chinese dragons. Control. I don't know if that second half is true at all, but that, that's my take on. It. Um, they they they're fighting. They crash into this mountain, Mount Mount Buju, uh, which had these pillars which were supporting heaven above the earth. <laughs> those those pillars broke. Uh, the the cords that's of a- earth snapped. That's a uh, paradise bearing pole. Careful with that one. Holds up the, the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> so heaven tilted in the Northwest and thus the sun and moon and stars and planets shifted in that direction. It seems to be that that's like the canonical reason for why the stars move uh, West to East is because, right. because of w- the way earth fell whenever this happened, basically. So he- yeah. heaven just got shifted like off balance. Heaven, so heaven started to fall, and Earth got shifted off balance. Essentially, uh, Earth started to okay. fall as well. Um, there's like these. <laughs> Eric Clapton's kid falls out of a building in heaven, back down yeah. to Earth. <laughs> 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 it falls, yeah, it falls up the stairs to, to Earth now. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Up the stairway to Earth. Um, I was gonna say credit to these ancient like mythology writers here because like obviously ancient peoples, you know do deserve a hell of a lot of credit the east to west and west to east of like the stars and the sun i was like were they good enough to calculate or figure out at least that the earth's axis was tilted as well yeah well they do say the northwest specifically right like it tilted towards the northwest not the west so like they do see that it's it's kind of like in when you're in the northern hemisphere it doesn't go directly west right it doesn't wheel directly west it kind of spins in the sky uh and that was kind of their reasoning for that too um they say that the earth fell towards the southeast because all the rivers run uh, southeast or not all. the. I shouldn't should not say all the rivers run southeast. A lot of major rivers at the time were seen to to flow southeast and they every they river like, oh. in China flows to the southeast. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> never, they never they never turn. They're all straight as arrows. Um, uh, I saw a cool <laughs> trick uh, for telling what's due north. Um, if As long as you have sunlight is you can put a stick in the ground and like just make a mark where the tip of the stick's shadow is and then wait 15 minutes and then make a mark at the tip of where that stick's shadow is the same stick it doesn't move that that line points east west so you make a perpendicular line and that's north south cool so if you're ever lost and the sun's out you can at least find northeast south west if you're currently lost in rural china and And all you have is a podcast (laughs) 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 <laughs> it could happen to you um so 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought this was like a cool little like, like you say, Peter, like credit to ancient people, like all mythology and all religion was at some point just a way of describing the world around us, which we had no language or understanding to describe, right? Yeah. Um, so this is just more of that. And I always think it's it's super cool to see. Our current uh, science communicators are terrible because Neil deGrasse Tyson does not have a snake. Body. If Neil deGrasse Ty- Tyson told me that this uh, snake with a face fought a man and they crashed into a mountain and that broke heaven and that's why the stars wheel the way that they do, I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be so fucking you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson just tweets once a year about what it's like. Kiss yourself in the mirror. Real. No, to kiss yourself in the mirror, exactly. <laughs> he keeps posting about kissing yourself in the mirror. The yeah. same tweet over and over again. Um, so yeah, we've got a bit of turmoil with the heaven falling and Earth, uh, Earth getting a little out of whack. And it's amidst this turmoil that uh, Nua would fix things. So she represents like the order between her and uh, Fushi. She's kind of like the order of things, uh, whereas he's more the uh, the chaos. So she sets about to fix the pillars. But like any good RPG, first she needs to go on a quest to collect the necessary gear, right? RPG. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So first first fetch quest is you got to find the five colored stones uh, before you're, you're ready to fix them, basically. Uh, each stone represented one of the fundamental elements, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Um, with those in hand, Nua was able to harness the power of all five elements and use that power to repair the sky. Cut off the legs of the great Commodore Turtle, Ao, an old favorite here on the on the Lore Boys, whom we've talked about before. I can post you guys another picture of what Ao looks like. Do you think a steamboat is all the elements captured into one? Because you've got the fire, water, metal, wood, no earth. Oh, uh, uh, coal. Yeah. Metal, coal, coal. Air. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coal. yeah. Well, What about air, though? Okay, so the steam, steam is vapor, right? Yeah, it's water, air, vapor. It's, it, yeah. it, the pressure water is air. the thing that rotates the turbine and then turns <laughs> the screws. Which one's the last airbender? That's the the steam the sweet steamboat captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, the 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 avatar has to go down with the ship, obviously. Yes, <laughs> of course. Oh, speaking of avatar, the, that the big turtle is an avatar, and yeah. Stephen King. So and I mean, a lot of ancient uh, and natives yeah. too. Yeah. Natives. We, we've talked about. I think we've probably shared this this picture of the world turtle before. Like Ao being the like the as a name is also like the D and D original god. Uh, like the, right. the original yeah. creator was like Ao. Like it's a very Again, this is something that is very heavily referenced throughout all kind of media. It's just um, someone trying to say air who can't pronounce it properly. Yeah. Ale. 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 I like it. Ale. You hear you say air. Air. You feel the wind in the ale? I feel it. You feel the wind. So I have another quote for you guys. Going back to more ancient times, the four pillars were broken. The nine provinces were in tatters. Heaven did not completely cover the earth. Earth did not hold up heaven all the way around its circumference. Fires blazed out of control and could not be extinguished. Water flooded in great expanses and would not recede. Ferocious animals ate blameless people. Predatory birds snatched the elderly and the weak. Thereupon... (laughs) (laughs) Only the people are blameless in all of this. The elderly and the weak are uh, full of blame. So we're not going to lump them in with the ferocious animals eating them. Uh, Thereupon, Nua smelted together five colored stones in order to patch up the azure sky, cut off the legs of the great turtle to set them up as the four pillars, killed the black dragon to provide relief for G province and piled up reeds and cinders to stop the surging waters. The azure sky was patched. 
The four pillars were set up. The surging waters were drained. The province of G was tranquil. Crafty vermin died off. Blameless people preserved their lives. Uh, so crafty vermin and blameless people. Obviously, translations, right? Like blameless yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Probably, we would say innocent people. The in innocent. This day and age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And crafty uh, vermin just means Americans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I love the idea that uh, she just like cut the legs off this world turtle, world turtle, which was like supporting Earth. It's like they need to support heaven on top of Earth and they have a turtle supporting the Earth underneath them. They're like, we'll cut its legs off and we'll put them on top to support heaven now. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I mean, you don't want it wandering off. Otherwise, who knows where the Earth is going to end up? All of (laughs) existence is just such a Jenga tower, like ready to fall over. Right. Um, I guess it's worth calling out too, like. I'm telling like plenty of stories here. There's like a ton of sources over all like four forty five hundred years, right? So like a lot of the like a lot of Greek mythology too. You'll hear like one character doing like two different stories, which like it he dies in this story and then like is just back whatever at, at, during another time. Like all this applies to Ao is still around in in Chinese mythology uh, for like you know thousands of more years. Um, it's said to be carrying these three islands on its back, not necessarily the earth uh, of the eight immortals, which are some figures in, in Chinese mythology. So everything from, I say, I mean, don't count anyone out until no, we're yeah. done. From the picture that we have, there's a turtle and then there's four uh, elephants holding up what is the earth that's only a semicircle above them. It's yeah. a dome uh, earth. Yeah. Yeah. So the inside of the earth is filled with elephant farts in Chinese mythology. It's <laughs> <Sure. like> captured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what keeps them floating up and not falling down. It's That's what's just... causing global warming. It's not my it's not my private plane flights. It's China no. and the damn elephant farts, it's man. The damn elephant farts. <laughs> <laughs> I I've seen the numbers. They're most China's a big uh, contributor, and I think their elephants have are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Coal that they buy from British Columbia. <laughs> um, so we were talking about Nuwa. We'll talk about Fushi. Um, Fushi refreshingly seems to take a backseat to Nuwa, his wife. Uh, by some accounts, they were like husband and wife. Uh, his part to play in a lot of the mythos seems to be primarily that he helped Nuwa create humanity. Um, there's also plenty of stories, like I was just saying, where not, they weren't the ones who created humanity. Uh, there's some thought that it was uh, Pangu, a primordial being. Newt, newt, my guys. And God saith unto Pangu, newt, newt. And to all the good newt. <laughs> He's this primordial <laughs> being of, of creation. Uh, some people say that he was the one to to kind of kick off humans and create the earth. Um, so I got another quote for you guys here. In the beginning, there was nothing, and the universe was in a featureless, formless, primordial state. This primordial state coalesced into a cosmic egg for about 18,000 years. So take another drink. I think cosmic eggs at the beginning of the universe is, is something <laughs> that we can say take a drink for at this point. Uh, I mean, I'll drink for whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a close enough to a magic rock. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not the first time we've talked about primordial cosmic egg. So, um, within it, the perfectly opposed principles of yin and yang became balanced, and Pangu emerged or woke up from the egg. Pangu is usually depicted as a primitive hairy giant who has horns on his head. I did share a picture with you guys. Pangu began creating the world. He separated yin from yang with a swing of his giant axe, creating the earth, murky yin, and the sky, clear yang. 
to keep them separated, Pangu stood between them and pushed up the sky. With each day, the sky grew 10 feet higher and earth, the earth 10 feet thicker and Pangu 10 feet taller. This task <laughs> took another 18,000 years. Um, just in some versions of the story, Pangu is aided in this task by the four holy beasts, the turtle, the Keelin, the phoenix, and the dragon. thought that, that was cool. He's, in some of them, he's got... Hell yeah. Oh, am, uh, the Keelin is a, probably a horse, right? Or like a unicorn? Uh, the Keelan is like, yeah, it's looks like a, uh, it's in Harry Potter. I know that. Um, and it's like, they a have half, a, half they have thing, a, but... a misspelled or mistranslated version of that in monster hunter. And it's Kieran, the L and the R switch, but it's like a, it's like a lightning unicorn in monster. Hunter. Yeah. Kieran. It does have a single horn. I know that. I, I don't know if it's more horse or like ear, but it's like a, some kind of four legged beast of burden ish kind of thing. Um, after the oh, eighteen, with a Q, not a K. Yeah. After the eighteen thousand years had elapsed, Pangu died. His breath became the wind, mist, and clouds. His voice, thunder. His left eye, the sun. His right eye, the moon. His head, the mountains and extremes of the world. His blood, rivers. His muscles, fertile land. His facial hair, the stars and Milky Way. His fur, bushes and forests. His bones, valuable minerals. His bone marrow, huh. precious jewels. His sweat, rain, and the fleas on his fur carried the wind. Carried by the wind, became animals. Um, okay. So this guy did it all. You know what I mean? This guy yeah. one day, like, set out into the world, said, like, I'm going to make a sky and an earth with my axe. I'm going to cut all of everything into two two parts. He's going to take the puzzle of, of all existence and put it yeah. into two distinct piles, uh, yin and yang. Uh, and then he is going to uh, get underneath the yang, the clear sky, and just push it up for 18,000 years and keep growing with it while he's pushing it up, essentially. Uh, and when he's done that, he's going to up and die, create everything. That's <laughs> right. that's fitness goals, dude. Right. There. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like, how does it create everything when he's done? Because when he dies, the yang falls down into the yin and then smashes all together and creates what we know. Or like, how does separating it create what we know? I don't get that. Part. Uh, I don't know. It's all like interpretive, man. Yeah. Take, take that for what, what you want. Like when he creates everything, his his breath becomes the wind, mist and clouds, voice yeah. thunder. All that stuff. His uh, his bones, valuable minerals, right? That's true. Uh, I mean yeah. that that is how bodies work. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like I love the idea that his head becomes like the mountains, and it's like yeah. there's just mountains everywhere in China. So it's like how is how is his one head all the mountains? You know, that's true. Uh, doesn't need to make sense. But too, too much if sense you anyway. if you go to China and you sell some of your spinal fluid, you can make a lot of money because they're going to turn that into gems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's that Naro sounds like a schools. rumor that Marco Polo brought back to Europe, dude. <laughs> <laughs> turning, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a rumor that like some people who are on certain forums on the internet these days would believe. Like the Chinese <laughs> yeah. are stealing your bone marrow to turn it into diamonds. It's dude. it's a lie. You can sell your spinal fluid for a lot of money, but I don't think the Chinese. Are, well, I don't know that the Chinese are turning it into gems. So, yeah, I don't know yeah. that they're not. Yeah, exactly. That reminds me. I'm just saying, there's two sides to every story. During on the subject of idiotic rumors that people would believe, uh, during uh, the peak of Stop the Steal, some of those crazy people were testing ballots for bamboo fiber because China's air is so saturated with bamboo (laughs) that their phony (laughs) ballots would have trace amounts of bamboo. That's so insane, man. I don't. Where do you even buy a bamboo fiber test? You know what I mean. <laughs> they're just like free at the pharmacy, right? Like COVID Man. is still going around. You can get a test, and like during for election fraud season, yeah. 
which is in the fall, you can just go get a bamboo fiber yeah. test to make Sna- sure you're balanced. Snake oil salesmen just fucking have been cleaning up for fucking eight years now, eh? It's unbelievable. In America, totally. Infinite rubes. Yeah. <laughs> unending supply of rubes. And America totally, like, influences, uh, like, other governments' elections yeah. and stuff. We got our own freedom convoy, and but I blame get, America for that. We don't get hamburger on the ballots. You do it online through misinformation. <laughs> like, you know That's what right. I mean? Like, you don't yeah. test for... Ba- Bam- anyway, yeah. You can't test a tweet for bamboo fibers, is all I'm saying. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, whichever you believe that Snake Lady shaped the earth with her husband, or my man Pangu lifted up the sky until he died, after the break, we're going to talk about some humans that have to live in this world. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is said in Chinese myth that all people share one common ancestor, Chuanyuan Huangdi, or the Yellow Emperor. Guys, hold, hold your laughter, please. Uh, <laughs> the first ruler of lands that would later become China, his reign began in 2697 BCE when he united the tribes of the Yellow River Plain under a single government. It's named yep. after the river, not the people, okay? We're gonna, I'm going to say Yellow Emperor a lot. I, just, I know you guys a little. <laughs> We're going to nip that yeah. one in the butt. <laughs> I think all emperors are cowards. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. The Yellow-bellied emperor. Yes, exactly, uh, yeah. So the Yellow Emperor was the child of Fushi and Yuwa, uh, and is credit- credited with being the creator of a slew of things. Um, whether or not he was the child of Fushi and Nuwa, who knows? Again, some tales have them as much more like humans, where they created people from yellow clay. Uh, others have Nuwa as kind of snake lady. Um, it's all all a bit of a mess, mess when you go back to 2697 BC, right? I mean, yeah. you're some kind of creator god. You're like, what if our son was perfect? What if the yellow emperor that we create had four snake tails? And at the end, five smaller snake tails, yet more at the end there. And that's how they <laughs> kind of came to the creation of the human form as we know it. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. John Cena is made out of Bing Chilling, a vanilla, of course. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah the <laughs> vanilla river, which also runs through China. Yes. <laughs> well, I think vanilla, the vanilla only runs through Madagascar, but. Uh, this is this is your boy. This is the Yellow Emperor. So uh, he's black here. Chuan Yuan Huangdi. So this is a um, uh, carving on a uh, second century tomb. Was uh, this a relief had, of it? Had, like, had a yeah, exactly. Somebody okay. somebody took the relief of it. Basically, mm. um, the Yellow Emperor. Uh, here's a uh, here's a this is um sorry. There was a, like a bas relief on a tomb, and there was an script an inscription under it which says. The Yellow Emperor created and changed a great many things. He invented weapons and the well-field system. 
He devised upper and lower garments and established palaces and houses. <laughs> he invented pants? Right? Pants and shirts. Yo. I was going to comment on his shirt. Look how friggin' wide those sleeves are. Uh, it looks comfy. I, yeah. I, I like the picture that he has like a bunch of cotton stuff in there. And so he can just like throw himself around and feel good all the time. <laughs> or maybe he's just very strong with small hands. Man, yeah. So yeah, you haven't slept until you've gone to an opium den and slept in a robe full of cotton. <laughs> 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 that, that's that's relaxing. That's luxury. No opium yet, right? That comes what? later. Does it come later? Well, yeah, the from British, the British. The British yeah. introduced it, right? So. Oh, is that what happened? The Yellow yeah. Emperor created the British. I always yeah. thought I always thought the Chinese found uh, opium first because it was more popular there than here. But I guess it was just one of those British like give you measles kind of thing. I think the British were harvesting it from like yield the Afghanistan. And yeah, the, the Mediterranean. It down I the, think is where it comes shipping from. Shipping it down mm-hmm. the Silk Road. It comes and from right? Ship. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And then people just got super fucking addicted to it. But it was like the British's plan to get people so whacked out and turn them into junkies so that they couldn't resist when they were taking over yeah. chunks of China and Hong Kong still. Yeah. Uh, well, not still. Well, not still. That's true. That, that did not go uh, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, those were the better days for, for drug use. Because opium's bad and it'll make you lay around a whole bunch but it's not going to kill you like fentanyl or something so they, right? they did not yeah, they did not have yeah. opium but they they did have marijuana we'll, we'll get into the marijuana oh, hell yeah all right yeah. it's 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 de- deified too let's yeah, go pretty much yeah. yeah um so on top of all those things that uh pants shirts uh etc he's got credit for the lunar calendar so like the chinese calendar okay. taoism the the religion or or philosophy i guess uh, wooden wooden houses, boats, carts, the compass needle, the earliest forms of writing, uh, civilization, and all of its benefits, uh, and even an early game of soccer. What is Kuchu? Uh, Kuchiu. Kuchiku. Kuchiku. He invented he invented soccer. Kuchiku. And they did the the chasing and tickling game. Yeah, well, they, they didn't actually have a ball in those days. They just had a one tiny man that yeah. both players had to tickle into the other team's goal. Like, stop it, stop it. Okay, that's, that's the episode art, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I need to get that line, that like ink line art. Yeah, I, I, I looked like at, I, we've talked about this before, and I do remember which one we are, but do you remember 1991 in the lunar calendar, what animal we would have been? Uh, I'm a that. goat. You're the goat, yeah. We're we're the goat, and do you know what the, the we, it's it's like a something goat. Do you know what the thing Billy before goat. goat is for Ari? You specifically? No, it's a metal goat. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude! We're cool, metal yeah. goats, dude. Cool. Imagine ramming our horns right into. into I don't butt, know, dude. I imagine yeah. outside of the steamship, baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the zodiac is all encompassed within yeah. the steamship. The metal goat down. The metal goat goes down with the steamship. Dude. <laughs> He's an avatar. <laughs> Under the influence of the metal element, people born as metal goats are kind-hearted, strong-minded, determined, and disciplined. I was going to throw in a, a dumb one at the end there. Damn, that's that's exactly us, though. Yeah, you guys yeah. ever thought about it? Damn, that describes us perfectly. Especially while putting this show together. Yeah, right? Super disciplined. Yeah. Determined. Super, super kind Strong-minded. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Strong. I'm doing curls right now in my head. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, you get, that's how you get real smart is think about exercise. Strong, strong mind, dumb, dumb brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the biggest credit to his name is surely the creation of Chinese Pants. society and civilization. Oh, oh that, and Pants is a, a close number two, I think. But yeah. we're going to yeah. give it to uh, civilization. More well, broad. you know, they, they kept Pants beyond Mao's Cultural Revolution. So, you know, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of the 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 birth of this idea of of theocracy and having these thearchs ruling over China and the, the idea that like the emperors were placed there by divine right and they were, you know, gods in some sense. A lot of like giant civilizations have their deified creator, right? Like the uh, a more Western one that we're probably familiar with is like Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome. Mm hmm. Right. Which yeah. is a similar thing. They, of course, were raised by like a wolf in the mountains or whatever. But yeah. And it's it's one of those things like if I if I put on my uh, smart or weak mind, smart brain hat. If you imagine off, a bicep flexing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I stop imagining a biflex, yeah. bicep flexing so I can actually yeah, so I can actually think uh, I would say like <laughs> it's probably these are probably all tools to like keep the powerful people in in place right so like one of the one of the sources which i i referenced the uh huai is like specifically um designed as like a guidebook for like new rulers to like look at and this is how you should like rule by essentially and like there is some good practice in there a lot of the you know a lot of it does seem to be like for the betterment of the chinese people and like there does seem to be strong belief that like there's a lot of responsibility for the the empire and the emperors to do good for their people. That's it. They're still filthy fucking rich and, <laughs> and taking yeah. all the resources, right? The beshirted uh, man chosen by God. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. There is like more collectivism and like different thoughts, like about like like when you'd order food as a family in China, you wouldn't think to just order your own plate and do it, right? Yeah. You would like yeah, exactly. you, you order for the table and everything. I, yeah. I wanted to say we were talking about like a god that. Uh, like basically it's uh, an emperor god or whatever um in dark tide which is one of the warhammer 40k games uh, i've been playing it recently and in the loading screen there's quotes that it seems to read from like scripture to the emperor but i was just <laughs> in my room and i had like a particularly long loading screen and i was a little bit stoned and i'm just like laying on my bed playing dark tide and i start reading the quotes like full volume and i didn't realize people were smoking right outside my window <laughs> so i'm just laying in my bed like going like only in death does duty end praise be the emperor rejoice in thy service seek for yourself a death worthy of remembrance smite all who would be smirch you and like <laughs> just saying this shit and i was role-playing in my head being a, a big a big emperor guy but to them i seem yeah. like a wacky guy but you're yeah you're, you're doing just, a wellness you're, check you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly there's like 192 different quotes that it just randomly goes through and i, I rarely see the same one so they're fun to read but <laughs> i gotta i gotta say getting caught with that that level of embarrassment is like that's pretty bad Getting caught with that level of embarrassment when you're high is like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> over forever. I'm starting to get on the other side of the self-conscious shit whenever, yeah. uh, like, I'm starting to get older. So now I'm just like, this is just a funny experience. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm laughing at myself, uh, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm still too much a junior, I, I suppose, when it comes to smoking <laughs> weed. But, but yeah. I'm embarrassed cutting my fingernails because I thought my wife was going to wake up and get mad <laughs> being stoned by accident. That one's kind of cute, though. You're just like, I don't want to wake up the family, you know? yeah i don't want to wake up my wife and then also i think she's gonna think that it's weird that i'm stoned even though this happened by accident because i took some <laughs> cbd oil but i've talked about that story before probably on a bonus so. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Patreon. Patreon. Com. get to it yeah 
Um, so, so this is a period in history where the figures known as the three sovereigns and five emperors capitalized reigned. Um, Big eight. Yeah, exactly. Who exactly was which is still up for a lot of debate. Uh, the yellow emperor himself invariably makes the list, but is sometimes placed with the sovereigns, also known as the Xian, while other times he is placed as one of the five emperors, usually the patriarch of the emperors. So uh, important, important dude, no matter what. Yeah. The, the sovereigns are said to be demigods or god kings who use their divine power to improve the lives of the Chinese people. So again, they're kind of these like very, very powerful beings who who rule as god kings. The um, pantheon is noticeably benevolent for the Chinese as well. Yeah, I yeah, I mean it's um, it it is this common theory that or common belief I think that you know the again again it's a lot of the the writing uh, it, uh, in these books is like you should use your power for good and you should be trying to help the Chinese people and and your people. That said, there's all like we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Like there's all tribes, you know, and they're all they are kind of going to go to war with each other, and, and yeah, so, so, because like we're the right ones and we're following the right god king, right? Yeah. Which mm. is like still problematic in its own way, but I mean, I think like a lot of you know Islam and and Christianity and and Judaism, like if you look at certain excerpts, like a lot of it is pretty positive. You know, there's some yeah. Yeah. There's some real nasty stuff in there, but but there's a there's a lot of positive you can take out of them too. Um, it all depends on on you know what lens you're kind of looking at it through, and I think in particular these like primordial like uh, kings of civilization, like this is pre civil Chinese civilization, like civilization as we would describe it does not exist at this point in China. Yeah. Um, and and I think for a lot of these figures who are like clearly mythological but maybe also were real kind of like uh romulus and and remus um or jesus for that matter yeah so, exactly like there there's like this impetus to have made them seem benevolent benevolent after the fact probably right yeah. whether or not they actually were so so what does the world look like way back at this is it chinese caveman's no no i mean it's it's not uh, far off, but like this guy invented yeah. wood houses right so oh that's pretty like, intense there's definitely agriculture like there's definitely farming and and animal husbandry and things like that but like this is this is very very early chinese culture for sure yeah, this guy okay. it's said to have invented weapons and clothes you know so take right. that for what it's worth yeah um, and but, also wooden houses where it's just like <laughs> it's like it's the, the the first the first guy to ever be like science has gone too far is somebody who made a brick house it's like no yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's it like he has the wooden house and then everybody else has mud houses and it rains and just everybody like for like their house melts around them yeah. but he's okay <laughs> yeah. in his house like yeah yeah but, but then a big, when big, the big bad wolf, wolf shows up yeah. thank you oh yeah and then you want to be in Pete's the mud house over each other to get it out first uh <laughs> <laughs> like like piggies running away from a wolf yeah exactly. <laughs> James is ch- James is chilling in his brick house with always like the best jokes. Anyways, so I don't want me and Pete do this to ourselves. <laughs> uh, so most often placed in the three sovereigns category alongside the Yellow Emperor is Fuxi and uh, who we know and Shenong, the first of the Yan emperors who taught the ancient Chinese people not only the secrets to agriculture but also how to smoke reefer. Oh, dude, this this guy's <laughs> sick, man. He's like, yo, if you put the rice. In the ground, man, and you put the water. Wait, no, rice grows underwater, right? Uh, to be honest, I don't, don't know. know where the grain's at on the little thing. I know the patties are. <laughs> <in front of it. laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. They have to flood their fields to get all their dank weed out of it. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Like I know, like cranberries aren't grown in water. They flood the field at the end to harvest, right? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the same with rice. Do they have a pot patty? Like a rice patty? Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure, nice. bro. And they, they they haven't invented the bong yet, so they have to flood it to get a good hit. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does sound like the Chinese invented it though. <laughs> Probably honestly, a bong, yeah. Might, yeah. Very well, honestly, very well might have. Uh, I can't say I didn't look it up for this episode, guys, but if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, I'll look it up. Who invented the bong? If it says I'm fucking like, Cheech Marin, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> bong, it's better. Bob Snodgrass. <laughs> That's you know what his strain was called, huh? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is... wait a second. Bob Snodgrass. Due to recent discoveries, the date of the earliest bongs go back twenty four hundred years. Yeah. So it could Before be Jesus. It could be some kind of post wooden house, pre brick house, uh, Chinese culture, right? Yeah, possible that the bong was invented in Africa or near Africa. So Jesus could have ripped the bong. Yes. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> yeah, dude. That's so fucking cool. I'm a That's now. sick, man, with his long hair and shit, his big like animus tobacco, herbal substances. Oh wait, no, it's it's probably an Arabic thing, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always going to be one of those things of like, when when does it become a bong, right? Like, if you just move that, yeah. whatever your your qualifiers are, it's going to be a different person who invented it, probably. Yeah. I know we're off on this on the side here, but the last thing, it is like a Fertile Crescent thing. It is uh, the Scythians, which are in eastern Iran. So it is a uh, Fertile Crescent invention. So. Your cat's such a star today, Ethan, and he's been going in the background a lot. Yeah? Yeah, Popping he's been walking past before. Yeah, very he's cute. a chubby bastard these days. Hey. Pete, Pete loves to come to people's houses and call weight. their cat fat. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I love fat cats, dude. His dad comes to your house, calls you gay. He comes in, calls you cat fat. We're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tell that Rebecca and Steve that their cat was fat, too. <laughs> was I mean, that, that older one was a bit of a beanbag. Very cute. Addison? That's not a little bit. One too bad. Mm. Yeah, She's no, chunky. He's, yeah, he's chunky, too. Um, what am I going to do? Put him on a diet? Listen to our bonus. They don't even work. Um, <laughs> so calories in, calories out. In Chinese mythology, <laughs> Shenong taught humans that the use uh, taught humans the use of the plow, aspects of basic agriculture, and the use of marijuana. Possibly influenced by the Yan Emperor mythos or the use of slash and burn agriculture, Shenong was a god of burning wind. So, uh, slash and burn agriculture is like. You you find a forest, you like cut it all down right before the rain season, you let it all uh like decompose a little, then you burn it. Uh or or sorry, no, you cut it all down, you burn it all, you burn like everything in the field, then you let the rain kind of just like wash the nutrients into the soil. Right. And yeah. it makes that field super fertile for like three to five years essentially. Wow. And then after five years you like you go on and you find like another patch to do that with. That's uh, good. And then I was thinking uh, back uh, to Bob Snodgrass's invention and how it encapsulates earth, wind, air, and fire. Because uh, you got oh. you got the earth is in the belt in the bowl. It's your little leaves in there. Okay. And Great. then you you add the fire and you pull the air and it goes through the water and uh, earth, wind, fire, air. Let's yeah. groove tonight. 
Yeah. Um, so it really the bong was invented back before the universe was put together. Um, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. the <laughs> the ancient Iranian <laughs> emperor Bob Snodgrass. Familiar <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, Shen- Shenong this this god is a god of burning wind. Um, he's that's the bad farts. That's what that means. Yeah, exactly. Bad farts. <laughs> that's yeah. that's too too many spicy wings before bed to fix your heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> all gassy. uh so yeah he, he's the um he's kind of the uh god king of the yan empire and the uh yan empire empires will often be led by figures known as flame emperors it's just a very cool name very cool um and so yeah he's the god of burning wind and it's because of this slash and burn agriculture technique which he's said to have taught humans which presumably the people of the yan empire used as a as a technique yeah uh, okay. he was also sometimes said to be a progenitor to or or to have had as one of his ministers this figure chi yu so chi yu generations later would lead a tribe known as the juli uh, a Shenong emperor, Yandi, the last of the flame emperors, sometimes uh, sometimes was thought of as Shenong, but then was voted <laughs> out uh, in 2004. Uh, a bunch of people got together and said, they're not the same person, Shenong and Yandi. Okay. Uh, but right. Yandi, Yandi is a, an emperor, a flame, em- the last flame emperor, essentially, of the Yan Empire. Um, <laughs> so this guy goes to war with Shenong's old minister, Shi Yu, over some border disputes. And here's, uh, here's Shi Yu for you guys. And then the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. Another Fun. great relief. Um, it, oh my god, what is going on here? <laughs> it's it, like, it's it like looks, a bear. It looks like it, a dancing Russian bear, but he's got it, like, like a satyr or something? I don't know. He, yeah. Like antenna on, on his head, and he looks like he's wearing like a Nike sweatband, googly eyes. A lot of these old drawings have googly eyes. Like even he's, the picture of the guy who whose name I've forgotten at this point, he has heavily crossed eyes in the the guy who created the earth and minerals, oh, basically. Pengu, Pengu yeah. Do you ever um, play the claw game with your left foot, though? He's definitely... Look at that claw game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, he's got the claw from Toy Story as his left foot, and then yeah. he's holding a regular-looking sword, and then, I don't know, like, a piece he's, of farm equipment in the other hand, which is he, just a thin... He's throwing a, a police baton in the air. Yeah, he's got a baton. That's I it, like yeah. to think he's giving a thumbs up, and there's a trail of smoke leading uh, up from his thumb, which is then leading to that police baton. Oh... Oh, That's, I see the thumb. Yeah, yeah, all right. He's giving tiny little thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, basically. it's not a police baton. It's a peace pipe. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. That's why this there's smoke. Predates the water bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob Snodgrass. And you had to go on the scene. <laughs> We've just been slashing and burning our weed fields until, like, the Ottomans and the were joined to the Chinese through the Silk Road. It's like a donkey cart full of bongs going through the Himalayas. <laughs> Uh, um so fun fact about shi yu uh is that he's like referenced a lot i did not look into him too closely uh because he's only he's only here to be kind of a foil for our story today um but he is like a very commonly recurring bad guy in a lot of media so like the megami tensei series teenage mutant ninja turtles marvel comics assassin's creed jade he's like the the main antagonist is shi yu uh, in Shenmue, he's the main antagonist. Um, there's like a bunch more. Um, wow. So, is Assassin's Creed Jade. Sorry, not to. I'd, I'd never heard of it either, honestly. Okay. But is I mean. Is she a guy? Yeah, he, he is. He is another like god king. 
actually. Okay. Okay. So it'd be she, you, he, him. Yes, in his email signature. Yeah, she, you, he, him. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably XI. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chinese people's pronouns are, I thought they were, yeah. Um, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, someone's uncle told that one at Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it, here's American Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy, uh, but who cares about the holiday, but glad you guys got to hang out with your family. Yes. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving um, to all the Americans. No one else. No one else in the world. You'll get a happy Thanksgiving from me. Nope. Okay. Nope. We'll come and manifest that. destiny that Thanksgiving away from you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so amongst the, so we have the flame emperor uh, reminder, who's going to war with Chiyu. This cross-eyed guy with the claw from Toy Story as a foot. Yeah. Um, okay. Over some border disputes. Amongst the ranks of the Flame Emperor's uh, army marching to battle, uh, a, lone soldier, a lone soldier stood out, one known as Ching Chen. So this is our, this is our headless goblin. Uh, oh, finally! Okay. <laughs> I forgot that that was even a part of this. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, born in obscurity. We don't know too much about Ching Chen. Uh, we know he served the Flame Emperor as an official. Probably some tales also say that maybe he was his own, uh, like divine being before all this. Um, he fought for our story, he fought for the Flame Emperor as an official, and he fought so that his king might become the Supreme God. Supreme God is a lofty title for someone who essentially is going to like rule over all of china it's kind of like a a translation of uh the big emperor i guess you'll be the supreme god in charge of this one place on this one planet yeah exactly (laughs) people people four thousand years ago didn't really have the scope of the earth down very (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) for all i knew in my weed field on the other side of a hill that was too high to see over monsters right yeah, exactly. Ele- yeah. <laughs> it's it's all elephants and ch- elephant farts and turtles down there yeah right? exactly know, that's wanna... that's the edge of the world right yeah. that's what that's what my dad told me don't Absolutely. go over that hill you'll fall into the ocean yeah um so again probably worth mentioning here again uh chinese rule for a long time was theocracy so again the rulers are believed to be divine so it's they're kind of fighting to be the divine ruler of these people uh unfortunately uh, Yandi, uh, and uh, also known as Yuan, sorry. Uh, or did I say Yuan earlier? Have I been saying Yuan? He's got a lot of names, this guy. <laughs> Yandi, the Flame Emperor, uh, and Xing Chan combined could not beat Qi Yu. So they, they go to battle. They're driven back. They did their um, fusion dance. They, they go combine together. They try and find Majin Buu, but Majin Buu is still too strong. Yeah. And Xing Chan's head was just getting in the way because he still has his head at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're, they're driven back uh, from fighting Shi Yu because, again, this is kind of like over border disputes where Shi Yu's Judi um, armies were kind of pushing into their land, the Shenong tribe's land uh, or the Yan tribe's land, uh, until they came up against the armies of Huang Di, the Yellow Emperor. So they're kind of like on, on a war on one front against Shi Yu. They're driven back until they, they run out of room at <laughs> their other border. Mm-hmm. Uh, the border of the Yellow Emperor, right? And the Yellow Emperor is like, well, can't come here, bud. 
<laughs> so <laughs> in the first ever large-scale battle in Chinese history, the armies of the Yellow Emperor met the armies of Shenong in a place called the Bangkwan, uh, where they fight. Probably last time there'll be a big war in China. Right? Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is probably, <laughs> probably settled it once and for all, honestly. Yeah. Isn't it a meme where it's like Chinese history? It's like this emperor reigned. 2.3 million Chinese people died in this battle. This emperor uh-huh. reigned. Like, it, it's just crazy casualties. Like, it, um, it, it's yeah. constantly warring provinces. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And the, the, the dynasties all like form and crumble and break to pieces. And then the Japanese start to invade off the coast constantly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot, lot of war. A lot of the Japanese strength. were the were the real bastards by all accounts. If you look through a lens of history, but uh, so Yandi was fighting Huangdi for the position of supreme god, but he and his armies were once more not enough. They couldn't beat Shi Yu. They couldn't beat the Yellow Emperor. After three bottles, Yandi surrendered leadership to Huangdi. Xing Chan, however, had no interest in peace. He challenged Huangdi himself. And it didn't, it didn't really end well for him. Uh, I have a quote for you guys. Xing Chan and the Supreme God Di came to this place and struggled against each other for ultimate power. The Supreme God cut off Xing Chan's head and buried him at Eternally Auspicious Mountain. All caps. Xing <laughs> Ch- <laughs> it's, again, it's, a, it's a translation. Like this, is, this is like how a Chinese person would name their mountain. But All caps. It in English it's, it's a nice touch. Eternally auspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Or I should say all all capitalized, not all caps. Sorry. I am not saying it's an eternally auspicious mountain. I am saying it is named eternally auspicious mountain. No, yeah. that, that much I gather. But I also understand how it's like it's run through the Google Translate. Because again, you yeah. have uh, or a real more. But... Yeah, but we have like more <laughs> Western like mountains like <clears throat> Olympus, which is way easier to pronounce and translate because like our western language comes from a more is yeah it comes from more latinized right yeah yeah. (laughs) um so xing chan's nipples then transformed into his eyes and his navel became a mouth he performs (laughs) a dance with an axe and a shield i forgot who we're talking about of course (laughs) that happened (laughs) it is drawing are his nipples crossed too (laughs) (laughs) so i have i have two drawings of xing chan for you i'll share the the first one which is very similar to the one that you guys have already seen um, which you guys can go ahead and describe for the, the listeners at home, I suppose. Let's see it. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> it just makes so much sense that there should be a face on a on a belly, you know. I love right? how much work went into the background of this photo because again, it's a very it's it's just the white sheet with the black ink, like the very kind yep. of scratchy Chinese style. The rocks, the moss, the water. Everything looks incredible. And then, uh, Jamie, <laughs> if you want to carry on. There's a headless figure with an axe and shield. And with no head, there's just, like, no neck either. Because on all the face you need is on the chest. So, like, the eyes are nipples. The nose is, like, a bulge where like your sternum would be, sort of. And then they're wearing, like, a grassy pelt to cover their genitals. <gasps> you could... Suck pubes, your I think. own dick so easy if you were this guy. <laughs> well, could you? I, I yeah. I mean, so. you touch your belly button. A lot you touch easier. your belly button with an erection. I don't know. 
could you? Yeah. I, th- I think this is more a matter of length than it is flexibility. Now, Marilyn Manson had his head removed so that he could suck his own dick. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you have a bit of a stomach, that means your mouth would be farther out, too. So you'd have an issue with curving oh, back. Yeah, I was just yeah. doing the math for myself here. You do the Can you imagine? <laughs> As he gains weight, his mouth gets further and further out. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah, I, I only uh, I ate more, so I'm closer to kissing you. That's, uh, that's why. <laughs> I also, I love the big voluptuous lips on this drawing too yeah it's kind of coy i feel like the, that face knows something that i don't you know look but at, it knows how uh, to suck its own dick jamie that's <laughs> <what it is. laughs> i i i love okay i'll, I'll give you guys three pictures of of xing chan because so, so xing chan is in smite the the moba game where you play as like various gods he's like a playable oh, character yeah, okay uh and oh, like f- I, I just love that they 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 do make them look like it's a it's a cool enough design or whatever. Like if a little stereotypical, they give him a helmet, yeah. which I think is weird considering he doesn't have a head. But then he has like a big demon face on his kind of body. But I yeah. love the juxtaposition of like those two photos of it being like <laughs> so edgy and trying to be so cool. And then just yeah. this like this happy guy frolicking and dancing in a meadow yeah. by a river That's with it. his axe and his shield and his stupid yeah. glowing <laughs> eyes emerging from rippling pectorals. And then it's just yeah. like, oh, and he dances his whole thing is that he's like always dancing essentially wow. uh, That's so the, great. Dan- the dance he does is one of defiance towards huang di he's like ha, he didn't kill me basically <laughs> he was he was decapitated decapitated his head was buried under a mountain but pure spite allowed him the strength to turn his nipples into eyes and his belly button into a mountain <laughs> <laughs> imagine him doing the worm <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he, could, he could use his tongue to help out honestly True. Okay. Do you think okay. he, as a prank when he hugs people, do you think he like blows a raspberry on their stomach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when, if, when I'm pranking people, I don't, I don't let somebody blow a raspberry on my stomach. If he spill misses his mouth, he burns his penis whenever he's drinking coffee. Oh no! Yeah, it's right <laughs> underneath there. You don't have that chest or stomach area to catch. <laughs> just thinking about the Bond villain. He just like rotates in his chair and he's just, like sipping tea directly <laughs> into his stomach. <laughs> 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 i like this guy a lot okay he's so, gr- i mean he inspired so, an entire episode right th- yeah. that, that's so that's great but here's my actual favorite picture of him okay uh oh i hit the wrong enter um so that was him in the in the forest presumably dancing where he lives <laughs> here is him like just just terrorizing like a group of like people i guess like just people yeah, hanging out like a 19th century photo like some of these people pp people <laughs> are like visibly british like there's a guy wearing like an yeah. argyle vest in the background to, to me it's just like a little like goblin the british. yeah yeah like the british have come to china to sell us opium and there's just this little headless goblin running around causing <laughs> a muckus this one doesn't I, have a nose. <laughs> I didn't realize how much smaller he is than just like an average human next to him. Like not even with the head. Yeah. Like even if he had his head, he'd come up to your waist. But yeah, no, he, like he's coming up to their knees uh, almost in this picture. And like, again, like there's probably a million depictions of him. Um, he's very common in a lot of uh, Chinese uh, poetry, like to this day, because he's kind of the he's like a good symbol of like don't let the world get you down. He, he perseveres despite get, having his head cut off and buried under a mountain by the, yeah. the God emperor. You know, he's like, he's you still two can like, still terrorize the British. Don't you worry. You can still frolic and terrorize the British. <laughs> he reminds me of like a Roblox character on his face. Like, have you seen the Roblox? Mu- oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or sure, whatever. Yeah. Like, like this character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see it. 
I tell you what, he is going to make an excellent soccer ball for our episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so under the guidance of Juan D, who wasn't about to be dissuaded by a face on a torso, uh, the two tribes formed an alliance, creating the Yan Huang tribe. This new tribe soon drew the envy of Shi Yu, who attacked Shenong territories again. The combined Yan Huang tribe met the Juli tribe in the Battle of Zhuolu, and they were ready. While they initially suffered some losses due to the fog, Huang Di, our yellow emperor, busted out his latest invention, okay? This guy went full Edison on him. Combined, he took a cart, wagon, and a compass. He put them together. What do you get? Cart, wait, let me think about this. Cart? Like a GPS, kind of. <laughs> you get a cart, south- a wagon, and a compass. You get a self-driving car. Pretty much. So he got, he got what was called the, the South Pointing Chariot. Uh, is a war wagon which would protect their soldiers so it's kind of just like a covered wagon that the soldiers could walk under to protect them from like arrow fire okay cool but there was a, a ton of fog like in this area of china and during this time so they they would like get lost essentially uh so this cart was built with a pointer that would always point south for them so they would always be able to orient themselves based on uh, where where it was pointing no, Orient does come from that, oh. like from the cardinal points. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't do that I didn't even know. I was like, "What did I do on purpose?" No, um, I was, whenever I was play replaying uh, Battleshock Infinite or whatever, they're like, "Yeah, the mysteries of the Orient and all this stuff." So that's it's fresh in uh, my mind. Fresh in your mind, yeah. 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 Um, no, so so it's it's basically a wagon with a pointer that would always point south. Cool. This is about twenty two hundred years before the invention of the magnetic compass which was invented in Han, China. Um, wow. While it probably didn't work very great, this, this device, it's essentially like they would calibrate it on the wagon, and then they would have this pointer affixed to the wheels so that when the wheels turned like a fixed degree, the pointer would turn like a fixed degree to keep pointing south, essentially. Wow. So like, if the wheels ever skipped or whatever, like it would, it would get off calibrate, like it would get uncalibrated. And like, like uh, I say, it probably didn't work pretty well. But yeah, the fact that it was there's no rocks on the way south. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this sounds like one of those made up things. Like you know, the lighter was invented before the matches. Yeah. Like, the GPS car was invented before the <laughs> compass. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. GPS or yeah, the GPS was invented before the Orient. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's because ultimately the Yanhuang tribe was victorious and Chi Yu was killed. Um, the Yanhuang tribe then could expand eastwards without hindrance and soon formed what became to be known as the Huaxia civilization, the precursor of the Han Chinese civilization. To this day, Chinese people still call themselves the descendants of Yan and Huang. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I know the Han Chinese are like a a particular group of people with like within the country as well in the same way you'd have like scottish or irish as yeah the the han han civilization or han chinese civilization came after the huaxia civilization which was this these people became the yanhuang became the huaxia and when their their emperor's reign essentially ended the han dynasty took over Mm. so very very ancient yeah Yeah. (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) Sure, yeah. you got to encase him in magma. You got to use the fire attack. You can't use yes. the ice attack for him. Yes. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. That's that's our been our uh, grade nine intro to this is our grade nine book report on Chinese mythology. I guess yeah. that was cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that one, Ethan. That was fun. 
I, I hope you enjoyed it at home. If you want to uh, support the show or uh, help us out in any way, the best way to do so is to leave a review on your podcast app of choice or to tell your friends, help us grow. Let's get new members. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's done so much for us already. Everyone turning up, putting in the work, moderating our friggin' Discord server for us, Dave. <laughs> that, David, yeah. excuse me. Uh, Dave! <laughs> yeah. I, I probably put in an extra 20 hours of gaming this week because I was able to replace my PC parts and stuff thanks to some of you <laughs> folks and stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it, um, put a, a lot more into the show. Yeah. Um, so, Jamie, what do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about? This buddy? week, I am thankful for anyone who donates to our Patreon. And anyone, true, true, um, true. I'm no, thankful I, for that too. I've been uh, been having a good time on Discord. Uh, that's where you can find us. Now that I've got a second screen, uh, I'll be able to track you guys even easier. So if you get into the Discord, it's discord.gg/loreboys. L O R E B O Y S. And there's and there's a lot of folks in there. I saw this week. I renamed one of the chats uh, voice chats of dwarves mining because people were playing Deep Rock Galactic yeah. in there, uh, having a good old time. Great choice. Yeah. So uh, if you want to be a part of that and see some of our crazy out of context quotes, uh, here let let me grab a random one out for you. Um, vaccines cause autism, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Prey.com foreskin, Jamie. Uh, wasn't he gay, James? Bunny cummies. Um, but we got all these fun things. So you can pick out your favorite uh, thing that what probably spread. made sense in context, right? And those catch us out there. But anyways, Discord's mm-hmm. uh, a fun place to hang out. And all you have to do is discord.gg slash loreboys and uh, you'll get in there. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, and Peter, what about you? Uh, my responsibility at Lorez Podcast on Instagram. Uh, come say hello. Thank you for all the follows. Thank you for all the likes. Um, some of our images have been doing really, really well these days, which always makes me feel good because, of course, I spend time drawing them and putting it all together. And it's just like visualizing our dumb jokes, uh, visualizing our out of context quotes. Right? I do fan art of Ethan getting autism from a vaccine or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's this <So>. week's art. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese line work. Ethan getting vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, just, like it was Chinese mythology. Somehow we had to tie it back to COVID, right? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um yeah lorus podcast on instagram thank you everybody who uh, reaches out over there i know i've been like off social media for like weeks at this point frankly love it because i'm so busy but i'll get back to reading your messages so feel free to continue sending memes because some of them are are fantastic um yeah and then as far as any of my personal work goes uh my comic will be released early 2024 at some point um through lore boys so if you guys have been waiting for that for two years that i've been talking about it like in the process of producing it of course that's yeah. how you're gonna find it and um yeah it's just uh i just draw stick man i stick man all day that's it that's what you i do draw a good stick man, though uh if you guys want to support the show financially we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys that has some perks that we already talked about it on this episode so i won't bore you with the details um if you don't trust patreon uh, and you want to be thankful for us, we do have Loreboys Prime, of course, as always. We're putting together a Thanksgiving dinner. We need your guys' help doing so. I'm thankful for all our wonderful patrons who send Jamie their cranberries. That's that's what I'm most thankful for, because Jamie needs yep. a lot of cranberry sauce. He eats it directly into his stomach, 
I love um, cranberry sauce. I get just nasty uh, urinary tract infections if I don't get at least a can of the cran a day. <laughs> a can of the cran. <laughs> you should see Jamie's apartment. It's all empty cans of cranberry sauce. It's a, yeah. it's a tetanus. It's a tetanus infection waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just got a scrapyard of ocean spray cans. Just yeah. like... <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll be I'll be bringing the tofurkey, so no need to worry about that. No one's allowed to eat meat at my Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm the God Emperor of the Lore Boys podcast, if you really think about it, probably. So, uh, I get I'm bringing roadie yams. Uh, (laughs) I'm bringing a six of roadie yams, like in the plastic ring. Which might be from the bonus? I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, No, I don't know. I think Uh, it was this. We were talking uh, about caloric, calorific deficits on oh, the bonus. Oh, it was the bonus. Oh, <laughs> damn it. But yeah, also a little bit on this. If you want our dieting advice, yeah. I'm yeah. also bringing up a very low-calorie dish. It is a bag of elephant farts, a whole garbage bag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, we can Everyone, share that. Everyone's favorite Thanksgiving dessert, the elephant farts. <laughs> yeah. it's, everyone wants to bring their own, you know, but, but grandma makes the best bag of elephant farts. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she leaves me her recipe when she dies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would cut you know, more, more, more boys. More boys. Uh, out. Did grandma die or did she bring her elephant farts again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to the washroom again. Yeah, I'm going to start. Post- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.